Now I'm joined by a local Barara businesswoman who has started something new after working for 15 years in local government. She started a new business, turning waste into want, as I like to put it, and she now lives in Barara with her four-year-old son and her husband. It was back in 2015 that you first started tinkering with plastics. This is Beck Healy from Boxhead Plastics. Welcome, Beck. Thank you, Tina, and thank you, Triple H, for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. We're, we're pleased to have you, uh, a local aspiring, um, I guess, change maker in the industry as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just laid it all on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, yeah, wonderful introduction. Thank you. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, I do aspire to be a change maker yeah. in the industry. Absolutely. Definitely. So I guess for me, the thing that sticks out about you, and I'll, I'll talk to you about your journey, but you take used car bumper bars and recycle them into useful everyday items. Correct. So where did this come from? That's not something you're born to do. So, you know, you, you wake up and think, I'll do that tomorrow. How did this start? Where did you, I know it said you were tinkering away uh, back in, what was it, 2000 and um, was it four or something? It was a long time ago. Uh, around 2015. Oh, 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so how did, how did what, what made you think about plastics? Oh, good question. Uh, certainly, I would like to say that my parents, particularly my mother, is a little bit of a pioneer in the recycling. So I sort of, <laughs> I grew up on, on a farm, on, on property. So yeah, I, I think it's sort of, I'm born with it a little bit to sort of care for the environment. But yeah, I mean, like you said, around 2015, still working a local government job, tinkering around with plastics, thinking, oh, we're going to die a plastic death. Yes. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I went to TAFE and studied polymers and Wow. Yeah, started manufacturing with recycled plastics. It's incredible. And how long was that course? Two years. Uh, I'm a big advocate of TAFE. I think it um, offers so much for people, especially um, when, you're, when you're at school, just as an aside, when you're at school, you're not sure what you want to do. There's so much at TAFE and it's not overly expensive. So it's not only good for school leavers, it's good for people that want to change their career, which is what you basically did. Yeah, it's complete career change uh, from an admin role to, yeah, manufacturing. Yeah, so, okay, so you had an idea and then you went to TAFE and you studied polymers. What did that actually, what did you actually do? Like when I hear that, I really don't know what that means. Yeah, I mean, polymers sort of, yeah, covers all plastics. Right. And predominantly we were learning about virgin materials. Right. Um, but yeah, I sort of, you know, they were very supportive with my venture into using the recycled plastics. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, as you know, like if you look in your yellow lid bin, yes. there's lots of different types of plastics yes. in there, you know, water bottles and shampoo bottles. Mm. And so, yeah, there's a lot of material to work with. And we decided to, yeah, just sort of hone it down and concentrate on the uh, Australian automotive industry, wow. which only has a 1.9% um, plastic recycle rate. So, yeah, a lot of the automotive plastic waste goes to landfill. So that's why yeah. we thought, well, it's let's a good one. look at car bumper bars. And yeah. 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 And I guess a lot's happening in that space with cars, with hybrids, and especially now with the cost of petrol, it's a bit of an aside. But um, so you, you chose an industry, basically, is what I'm hearing. And then you honed in on it. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And so what are, some, what are your products for our listeners? What, do, what have you turned bumper bars into? So we, our launch product was golf tees. Yeah. And we've just launched our coasters, drink, drink coasters. Yeah, very practical. Yeah, and we're also 
working on another product is a dog ball thrower oh. for yeah anybody who has dogs that love to chase that's very balls. clever because yes. pets are so popular and pet toys are <laughs> who can't help but gravitate towards pet toys when you go shopping so okay that's very interesting so then you'll have three products so you're looking to grow your product range Absolutely. We have a, yeah, a closed loop model of collection, transport, recycling and manufacturing, which is all local. Mm. And yeah, it's completely scalable. I mean, almost anything could be made out of this plastic. That is true. I saw um, on the news several years back, someone that was turning plastic into kids' tables and chairs from something interesting and I remember thinking oh gee there must be a lot of use for recycling plastic that we're not tapping into but then you know it was a couple of years later that I I met you and came across you and you were um you'd already entered into that space so quite different to local government Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> less a big politics. Curve. Yeah, less politics. I hope. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it is a little bit of a. Well, yeah. I mean, we we like to see the support from from our yeah, politicians course, because, um, yeah, it's it's a costly game to so. be playing in. It's it's not cheap to collect and transport labour costs, manufacturing mm. costs. You know, we pride ourselves on carrying the Australian made license right uh, but to stay competitive uh, particularly Hard. from imports mm. um, yeah we, we, we really do petition to our to our local and state and federal leaders to really support you know the growth of, of not only manufacturing mm. in Australia but manufacturing with Australia's <laughs> plastic waste mm. and um, being our own um What's the word I'm looking for? I guess we used to produce a lot more in Australia than we do today is a, uh, the shorter way of saying it. So it's great to see someone actually uh, producing something here without having to send it overseas mm. um, for, a, for a part of that, of the, of the model. Um, so to have it completely self-sufficient in Australia is a huge um, credit to you because um, supply chain issues are horrific at the moment. <laughs> so uh, I can imagine. Wow. So... I was having a little read and um, I can see that Boxhead has recycled 2.6 tonnes of car bumper bars. In how long? So that's predominantly been in the last six months. Wow. So we've just started a program called the Autoplast Program, mm. which is where we are actually doing the collection of the car bumper bars now. So we started with the manufacturing and then we realised that there is a big... Uh, gap in the market when it comes to collecting the car bumper bars from the local smash repairers and panel beat shops and transporting them to the local recycler so we saw the need there so we that's uh, interesting yeah we now drive around in a truck and do the collection you do it all don't you i feel a bit like (laughs) i can relate um but it is interesting because um I think when you are obviously an entrepreneur and you start something new, you don't know what you're going to need to adapt to because you've never done it before. That's right. So it's, it is hard to stay buoyant uh, and move with the market, which you've done. Yes, correct. And that was Cutting Crew. I just died in your arms tonight. Don't you just love a song you can sing along to, Beck? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I can actually sing along to that. Yeah, I try not to. <laughs> Showing my age, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, for, speaking from my own background and experience as we were during the break, it's quite hard to juggle a new business and a family, isn't it? And you've got a younger family than me. 
Oh, <laughs> where do I start? Uh, lucky my beautiful four-year-old son is just amazing and he comes along to a lot of my business events. Does he? Yes, yes. So maybe he's <laughs> the attraction why our products sell. You know, no. no, but we all have to do it. I mean, I even see Matt Keen out with his son at things and uh, very occasionally and uh, Julie and Lisa in the local community and I think, oh, we all have to do it. It's a juggle. It's not just for mums. Yes, I think COVID <laughs> has helped a lot with that too because really? we sort of we're all – you know, working from home and our yeah. families are there and, yeah. Depends on how big your house is as to how much stress you have. <laughs> if you can banish them to another room or area of the house or if you – see, mine are teenagers, so I could say that word banish, but not at four. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's definitely a juggle. And um, do you have a lot of support or do you have to – do you really do have to juggle it yourself and try and uh, allocate time? Because it's not just – I found when my children were younger and I had a business then as well, it's not just um, keeping them busy. You've actually got to spend quality time with them, which is sometimes quite stressful if you don't have it for yourself. Yeah, look, I mean, if I can, you know, say anything about, um, yeah, I suppose juggling what, what whatever we've got. We're mm. all juggling something, you know. Yeah. We're not all, you know, entrepreneurs or business owners or, you know, we've got multiple things on our mm. plate, but... For me, I just absolutely have to prioritise Eli. Uh, that's our son's name, yeah. Eli. I, I have to prioritise him. Yeah. Everything else comes second to that. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it is. You're quite right. And it, it puts it all in perspective, doesn't it, these these tough times when you are at home and you spend more time with your family. It's quite nice in some ways to, um, to have family around all the time. Um, so... You said you do golf tees and coasters. And what was the other thing? The, the dog, what's it called? Ball thrower. The ball thrower. That sounds interesting. So does it take a lot of time? How do you decide what product you're going to launch? Because that to me seems quite like a hard choice, what product you're going to put out next. That seems like a good popular choice, by the way. I'm not, I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying how do you decide what's next? That is a very good question. Does it come to you in your, in your uh, dreams at night? No. or? <laughs> I have to admit we um, probably do things a little bit around <laughs> – the other way uh, having the um connections in the injection mold industry from oh. my studies we have actually been lucky enough to be able to use current molds um oh. to be able to manufacture our products so molds that have may have become redundant or that are no longer being used Oh, We've you been can pick able them to up. Put them back into circulation oh. again. So the products have kind of chosen us. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So it's about, I guess, what's um, what's practical, and also you've got to look at cost. Being a small business owner as well, so you've got to look at everything. Yes, bringing your own ideas into fruition and to market is incredibly costly. And I mean, we're a startup. Mm. We're a not-for-profit social enterprise. We're all volunteer-run, and yeah, funds are very limited at mm. the moment. Yeah. So have you have you had anyone approach you to um, tell you about grants that the government is there any grants that have come your way? Is there anything that's that's um, that's been on offer that you've been able to take advantage of as a as a new a new business? Yeah, so last year we were successful with the Manufacturing Skills Australia grant. Oh, okay. So that gave us a bit of a boost. Oh good. And yeah, I mean grants it's a nice fantasy. Mm. Uh, the reality is it's a tough slog and there's a lot of competition. So uh. as we grow, 
and we get more you know data behind us to show our impact that's what they really love to see is impact so, oh okay because yeah. i would have thought being such a, an incredibly um important industry in terms of recycling plastic sustainability all of that plus you're female plus you're an entrepreneur etc etc that you would have you would have been I mean I remember speaking to you and there was I think at the time that I spoke to you a few months back I asked you if you got the boosting female founders grant because I was looking into that myself and I don't know anyone who got it (laughs) so it's quite hard isn't it and when you do go for a grant there's quite an enormous amount of paperwork isn't there yeah a lot of time can be put into it Mm. and yeah a lot of competition and you know in reality, like we come up against the big guys, you yeah. know, like I can't take anything away from Vizzy, Clean Away, Veolia, oh. you know, they're diverting hundreds and thousands of tonnes of plastic waste from yeah. landfill each year. Um, so, you know, respectfully, money would go towards those initiatives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you can think of in the industry that would make life a bit easier for you that could be done at a local level? Well, not really. I know you said you're driving around, getting bumper bars, getting into trucks, doing everything. And you do when you start a business, you do things you didn't think you'd have to do yourself. But uh, <laughs> I know myself, I do stuff that I think, oh, I can't believe I'm still doing this. But um, you do what you have to do to get your business to be viable and sustainable and to have their repeat um, income and also make an impact. And if you also with your industry, I think you can see the value as, as can I in my industry. And I think that... Um, Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, and I think having your business, however you're structured, I mean, we're a not-for-profit, so we have a board and Mm -hmm. we also have a board of of business advisors. Uh, Having the business structured correctly and, yeah, making it a a financially viable business, even though we're a Mm not-for-profit, we need to make profit because the profit goes back into the business to expand and grow. So... Yeah, we do need to be financially viable. Mm, it's an interesting one. And I think for anyone that's listening that's thinking of starting a business or, or has started one and it's similar, it, not necessarily in the in the product line, but uh, a, similar, a similar place, I guess, in your growth, um, there's a lot of interesting tips here, not just um, for as a business owner, as a female, as a mum, during a pandemic. And we're very similar in that respect, you and I. So um, congratulations. Thank yeah, you. I think you're on the right road and I think it's uh, something incredibly valuable, not only just for our community, but for, for you know, for the world at <laughs> a, a bigger level. Um, but I hope that it, it does really well and, um, and everyone can read your story in the next August edition of The Post. Yeah, I can't wait till it comes out.